Y'all have never heard of the holler? No. What? Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast brought to you by two certified lover girls. <laughs> Love the twang in that. <laughs> That's Haley's country album, dropping soon. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, I'm Haley. And I'm Jordan. Okay, so your voice actually sounds, I think, great. Ooh, it's hurting, though. <laughs> Tell me about everything. Tell me about everything that you did this weekend in Montreal, Canada. Yes, international. Um, Yeah, I was, I did play-by-play for the first time in my life, and it was that so much fun. That was your first time? Fun. My first time ever. And I it was, was so good. I was so nervous, Haley. Like I, the name pronunciations. Are you kidding me? Team Poland, Austria, like all of these different types of names. But somehow I did it for three days straight over 30 games. It's 3x3. So they're 10 minute games. Um, it's so fast paced. So you have to keep up with it. I was winded. I had Gatorade next to me as if I was out there playing. <laughs> but yeah, the after the second day where I went about about six hours straight, my voice was waving the white flag. So it's a what little better group? today. It's pro. So you can, there was uh, some kids as young as 20, but some as old as 40. So it's just if you're good at 3x3, then they want you to play. And I that's, saw that's what happened. When I tuned in, um, the first thing I heard was you saying Haley's name. Yep. Van Leith. Um, So, yeah, I saw her. And that's what made me think, like, oh, maybe it's, uh, it is an age group instead of just pro. But I guess. She is. A, she's basically a pro. So she's played. Um, she just got finished playing the under 23 category but then they called her up for this one um because team usa has had many of players rotate in and rotate out but um yeah even with her on the team they got upset by team austria and i think that just goes to show especially in the women's series like there are some really really good basketball players out there and 3x3 is very different from five on five so you got to be able to score one-on-one. You got to be able to switch on everybody. Um, but it was so much fun. So you do this for the first time. You do play-by-play for the first time. When did you yeah. find out that you were doing this? Hmm. I think I found out a couple months ago. They asked me to do it. I've been doing some FIBA um, games on Twitch. So it was kind of the next step to go to live games but I still have never like called like Mike Breen or Marv Albert of like (laughs) as the game is going on so that was new but I'm always down to try new things so when they told me or when they asked me I I said yes and I was excited to and now i I liked it. I want to keep doing it. <laughs> you are so good at it. Me and uh, Harry in our text thread, we just were 
texting your uh, catchphrases. I was waiting for like the Jordan version of bang, but instead it was just actually a variety of multiple different things. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was writing those down as the game was going to, to make sure that I had those. I also had um, Julianne DeBove, who is over the communications of FIBA. He was sitting next to me, and if he thought of a punchline, he'd write it down on a piece of paper. <laughs> So if I if I had time to say it, I made sure to say it. Wait, so your boss ones. was like funneling you his ideas? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it was it was a lot of fun. But one of my favorite parts of the whole weekend was getting stopped by someone saying they were a huge Spinsters fan, which means that Spinsters is international. Shout out to Josh who said he listened to every episode and he wanted to claim the title as the Spinfluencer of Montreal. And I said, you got it. (laughs) It was awesome. Oh, my God. Thank you, Josh. I couldn't wait to tell you. Wow, that's really cool. (laughs) It was really cool. I still can't believe you just went and got on a plane and did play-by-play for the first time in your life. That's really scary. If of all the announcing things, I would have to say play-by-play would probably be the most intimidating. Being an analyst is you obviously have to have a baseline like you're starting with. You have to be smart yeah. and dedicated to research for it to even sound good for you to what you offer to to be like, you know, worthwhile of you being there. But for play-by-play, like you're not the filler. You're the meat. And you have to say (laughs) every single thing and you have to say it in real time. So, yes, you can prepare like, okay, this is where this person went to school or this is Mm -hmm. how tall they are. You know, they played this position before this position. You can have your background. But in the moment, you have to be ready to play, to call every single thing. That freaks me out. I'm not putting, I would never put myself up to that challenge (laughs) because I'm not, I don't have the heart that Jordan Lickens has. (laughs) It was definitely, I like that. It was a challenge and I'm currently in my career, in my life, I'm seeking challenges and I was so thankful actually that we had a quarantine for a whole day when I got to Canada and I just went in on the research of looking at everyone's Instagram, looking at their past 3x3 challenges. I had all my notes with their pictures and the breakdown of how to say their last names. And I practiced all of those all throughout the day. And I just thought it was funny because, you know, with FIBA, we all stayed at the same hotel, all the players, everyone that works with FIBA. And so I got in the elevator with someone from the Winnipeg team. And he was like, so how did, how did you do that research? How do you know my teammate has four kids and that my other teammate <laughs> works with students? So I was like, the power of Instagram. Let He's me like, tell you. How did ya. you know I was going through a divorce? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, um, this is a little too much research. I'm like, no such thing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so that was hilarious. Um, but it it was a blast. It's also just a little community. Like these are being streamed on YouTube, on Twitch with Twitter, with Instagram, like everyone who is a fan of 3x3 is all in. And it was so cool to be welcomed into that as the as the new play-by-play announcer. So 
that was also one of my favorite part of just a lot of people saying positive things and that just was really nice. Yeah, I was going to say like from the actual calling the game, was there a part that stood out where you just you were like, wow, I really I did that part well or anything like, you know, there's a highlight from in game calling. I think after the first day or really after like the second game, because what happens is, you know, once one game stops, you're rolling right into the next game. Like it's 10 minute sprints one after another. How much time do you get in between one? None. Like you get it no just, time? No time. Do they switch I have courts? to go. No. All on Same one court. court. They're just funneling in. After one ends, I throw it to the post game interview. Then we're back and I'm introducing the next teams. So it was it was a marathon, but I think it was satisfying to me because like I said, I was so nervous, so anxious going into it, just feeling like I was gonna mess up. It was live, like there's very small room for air. But after like that third game, I just like felt my shoulders relax and just get into a groove and be like, we're talking hoop. Like I know how to do that. That's one thing I know how to do is talk about basketball. And once that was like the crowd, the cloud of anxiety was gone because it, it was all basketball and I'm a basketball fan. And as I'm watching the game, I was just talking about what I was seeing. And I broke it down to that, those lames terms. And that that helped a lot. It was you were also very colorful with it, though, because, you know, which is good to be like, OK, we're just talking about basketball. And that's how you found the way to like make this through. But you didn't just like make it through like you went through and there were all kinds of extremely fun little things. Like I remember one time I was trying to put my dog's dog house together. I got two wrong parts. Oh, so no. I know. And I almost thought because I have two wrong parts, like, does it make it a right? You know what I mean? Could right. I? Yeah. But it didn't. But mm. I was walking in from the other room and I heard you say, mouse in the house. And I was like, oh, I don't know what that was a reference to, but that was top tier. <laughs> Yeah, I know everyone I, in the stands is like, yes, I think because it's yes, happening so fast, I have no idea what I'm saying, like 90% of the time. So it is bizarre hearing my voice all <laughs> on Instagram, all over the highlights. And like W Slam posted a lot of the highlights from Van Lith. And I was like, oh, my God, that's my voice. What was I saying? Something Wait, about a spin cycle. Something about mouse in the house. Oh, God. <laughs> I was just talking. That's what I was doing. <laughs> um, oh, our producer Harry just texted me. It's something for something we're going to do later. And I thought he was texting me the catchphrases he'd heard you say over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. I was like, wait, Harry, this why doesn't didn't you make take sense. Notes? <laughs> just kidding. Please don't. <laughs> oh, no, but you were really good. You were really good. Thank Even you. if you went and you... You know, it wasn't for you. It's still an amazing, amazing, amazing thing that you took yourself and said, okay, I'm going to do this in front of the world with people watching. I don't yeah. care. I'm going to try play by play for the first time. But you were literally very, very good at it. That's the other thing. Oh, Harry's. Okay. That's the other thing you said was to the left, to the left. <laughs> yeah. yeah she it was so the, good. The left hand. I, I think that was also too is like with FIBA 3x3, you do have the freedom to be more loose. Like, it's not a typical, like, ESPN broadcast where you feel like you have to be super buttoned up and professional. Like, 
They want it to be about entertainment and adding to the game because I know the whole time I'm talking, you could put me on mute and just watch the game. Like I want, I have to be able to add something to your experience. And so being more loose, funny with punchlines, singing, cause the DJ was there. Like I just mixed all that in because that's what they, they want it to be more entertainment. And hopefully I did that. Yeah, you did. It was very entertaining. <laughs> Although, Thank you know, you I'm glad listening. that you did it because I don't know that I necessarily would have watched had you not or if I just would have mm-hmm. been aware. Um, but very good marketing, putting my friend on a <laughs> – I don't know if, like, that's what everyone just wants to do from now on. But, <laughs> no, you're really good. It was very entertaining. Thank you. What was the best uh, 3X3 team that you saw? Ooh, so for the women's series – Spain won and they were really good. That's probably when I was using Mouse in the House because they have a post player, Cuevas, who was just eaten in in the paint. Like it was easy money. They were just throwing it to her. Um, so they ended up winning the women's series. And then for the men, it was um, a Serbian team called Oob and they were so good. And it also was like they wanted it. Like they, in this world tour, they're going around the world every couple of weeks to participate in these tournaments. And they just won the last one. They're ranked number one overall out of all the teams. And just to see that fight in them, it was it was pretty cool. So, yeah, they were my favorite team. What would you, uh, what, what 3X3 team would you make from the... W. Wow, that's a great question. It was, I was also thinking like, because, and I'm sure you saw this when you were watching too, like it's different from five on five. One, you have to be such a one-on-one scorer that there's no help defense really. Like you have to switch all positions, kind of post players, typically don't do well because you have to also be able to shoot. Um, So I was thinking like, yeah, you know, everybody will want Brittany Griner on her team, but maybe not for 3x3, Mm -hmm. you know, because she doesn't take outside shots. Um, She's not going to be able to stay with a quick guard. So, I mean, Diana Taurasi would be perfect. That's just a given. I think – Candace Parker would also be great. I was gonna say Candace and Candace was on, was number one on mine. Yeah, when I was thinking because she can, them. yeah, she can shoot. She can take you off the dribble. It is fascinating because what you're saying is right, and it's almost like what you see in Olympic volleyball or when you watch tennis doubles. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be owned so much, like your area and your responsibility. And you technically, you do rely on the teammate because otherwise you're not going to make it through this. But like, you are not going to make it through this without yourself. Right. Everyone is looking at you. This is not like, it is a team sport, but it's almost like a hybrid. Mm-hmm. It's so close to being an individual sport in the way that you have to like do so many things yourself because there's just fewer players. When I was thinking about NBA, exactly because of what you were just thinking about, Mm-hmm. or saying about uh, the skill set you need and kind of how you have to take ownership over it and that you need very much to be skilled at everything that guards are skilled at. I was like, oh, it already exists. It's the Nets. 
<laughs> Harden, Durant, Kyrie would be a great oh three my. on three team. Woo, yeah, that would be. That's exactly what that's it is. Pro- literally, probably. I mean, yeah, like sub out Kyrie for. But even then, like, who do you sell? Okay. Well, you Giannis. need four players, so they can. They have a a, a sub, a running yeah. sub, all the time. So. Kyrie can take a break, but if you have KD, James Harden is basically playing one on one anytime he's on the floor. Anyway, mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, that's that's the team. Yeah, exactly. Well, what's the <laughs> fouling situation in in the tournament you did three x three? What's the okay? So that was probably the biggest thing that I realized is you can basically get slide tackled. And they are not calling it because they don't want to call a lot of fouls because it slows the game down. Yeah, you can't. can't. They're trying to make it the fastest game, and then they really penalize you for fouling. So the bonus is seven, eight, nine fouls. It's two shots. But once you get to ten fouls, it's two shots and the ball. So Mm. you're racing against the clock. You're racing against the first team scoring 21 you don't want to foul because when the game is on the line, now it's two shots and the ball for even a ticky-tack foul. So that will be interesting for the Nets because you also don't have time to complain about the fouls. You got to get back on defense or the other team is scoring. (laughs) That's the thing about any of the NBA players or, you know, this happens in other sports as well. But I would love to see them just dropped into like a – community game or a game that's like not just for fun it's so obviously very competitive because when you're taken out of this element of you're given a certain allowance of like I'm gonna stand here for five seconds and talk to the ref it does slow the game down Mm -hmm. but you know you also you earn that and if you're not using it you're foolish like yeah as the fans we don't want to see it but after so many years in the NBA after being so great you deserve to stand there with the ref and let him know what you think because everyone else is doing it anyway. But I love when they're dropped into other games and we can see them playing kind of without that, uh, the superstar calls. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, 3X. Who's the 3X all vacation team you'd go on? Like what three people from NBA would you take on vacation? Because they've been oh, like, my God. I would obviously I would ask W2. I'm interested in W2, but they're on vacation right now. And so I'm like, I've been seeing somehow some of them vacation. I there's a couple that I know for a fact I'd never want to go on vacation with. Um, <laughs> who are like lovely people, obviously, but just not my kind of vacation. For example, Fred Van Vliet went. He was in the mountains fishing this oh, week. That sounds terrible. There are all kinds of like rivers and creeks um, or cricks. You know, if you're gonna say it, how you should say. It. Like if I'm going to the boonies or the holler. I'm going to see my brother and my sister-in-law. I'm not the going holler? there on vacation. What is the holler? The holler is like the country. Oh. The boonies. Yeah. Okay. I've never heard that before. Really? Really. Oh, wow. Holler is like, let me holler at you. Yeah. There's like, <laughs> the holler is a place in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> got it. Got it. In Kentucky. <laughs> um... No, Mike that's Conley, a great question. He also went horse ride, horseback riding. Um, Justin Holiday went horseback riding. A lot of horses, and I just, you know, I'm not all respect to horse girls, but it's not me. 
I've often said that H A L E I G H Haley's are horse girls. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. I also feel yeah. like Jordan with, with a Y. They're also horse girls. Well, speaking of Jordan with a Y, Jordan Woods went on vacation with Kat. Um, Ooh. And her and Towns went to Bora Bora. And I thought that that yes. did look like a nice vacation. However, it's also hard to go on vacation if you know that the it's going to be a couple's vacation. You don't always like the significant other. Even worse, sometimes you just don't like who that person is around the significant other. Oh, and so that's then it's even because you're like, you're gonna really, you know, put your life into this. You're gonna mm-hmm. be with them forever, and you're a worse person when you're around them. But <laughs> I was thinking that I was automatically thinking the NBA players and their significant others mm-hmm. that I would all want to go on vacation with. Well, like, I'd want to do Wade and Gabby, of course. Yeah. I mean, and their they, photographer who takes pictures yeah. of them wherever they go. <laughs> Please bring them too. They like all kind. They like fine wine. They dine well. Yeah. They are with the Libetaquois community. Mm-hmm. Um, very, you know, supportive there. What else is essential? I saw him. They made like cigars were being cut. Or maybe burnt with a fancy thing. I don't know. I just liked it. I thought this looks nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're very, fancy. Yeah, a lot of opulence, a lot of luxury. Yeah. Miles Turner had a nice vacation. Pull up his Instagram real quick. <clears throat> Tell me if he posted because I know it was on his story. So he went to – he's been a couple places. I also like that. I like when somebody bounces around because if mm-hmm. we're going to have a good vacation – and then you don't go on vacation again until like another two years, then I feel like investing in you as a vacation buddy feels a little bit unfair. Um, Did he go to Napa? He went to Napa. He went to San Francisco. In Napa, he had a caption that said, Napa was one for the books, dot, dot, dot. Poor decisions were made, like P-O-U-R. Oh, good one. You know I love a wordplay. Well, and that's the other thing. Do you not want somebody to help you with your Instagram captions? Yeah. No, so that, if they that's a plus. can, that, that's a plus. The other person I'm going to throw out there, PJ Tucker. Yes. He was in Venice for the Dolce & Gabbana show. He had really good outfits. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Great suits, like silk suits, patterned suits. I want to know how PJ Tucker packs because Yeah, what I- kind of a... Uh, uh, steam, like whatever steam press you're trusting with your clothes, <laughs> yeah, drop is the, worth drop more the than link. my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I was I mean I was gone for five days and I was like I don't know what to wear I don't know what shoes to bring, and I feel like PJ has to minimum three bags. I think that's the thing is you're gonna have to fight for some. Some trunk space when you're traveling with PJ. Isn't Tucker. his real thing shoes? Well, he's got the yeah. pancakes or whatever. And then there's the shoes. Yeah, he owns yeah. so many shoes. Yeah, which I care less about than the clothes. How many shoes do you, you normally take when you – this is like the biggest division among me and my friends is how many shoes you take. Let's oh. say you're going somewhere for a week, but you need – their looks need to be turned. Like you're not going to just be walking around. You're going to New York. I think next week's fashion week. You're going to New York next week. Fashion week. I wish. 
So you need to dress up at least two nights. But you're in New York, so open-toed stuff is, like, kind of questionable. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing is, like, you have to do a day shoe and a night shoe. Exactly. Let's just assume nobody's working out. Okay, so take yeah. that shoe out of no. there. Yeah. No. You're just doing one day shoe, one night shoe? I would say yes, but then I feel like I would pack an outfit that has a couple options. But then also don't want to bring my whole freaking closet. So I would try to, you know, pair a couple outfits with one pair of sneakers um, and then be able to spread them out. But yeah, for a week, I'm probably bringing at least 10 pairs of shoes. (laughs) At least. (laughs) I always try to go around four. I think four is just the right amount. Of shoes. You have one that's practical that you're wearing literally 95% of the time. <laughs> I just like to switch them up. Yeah, and just no, like I this, do too. This last packing thing, like some brand new shoes, some Air Maxes that I just got, made the cut over a lot of some tried and true shoes that I had in my closet. I felt a little bad, but yeah, the Air Maxes went international first and wow. I... Look how she leaves them behind. I, I felt bad. I felt bad. Gave them all a little talking to. And then now I'm just going to wear them around the house because I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Show some love for all my shoes equally. What kind are they? You said Air Maxes, but are they? I tried to find those ones that are. I'm going to do such a bad job describing this, but they're I like know. Air Maxes. Uh-huh. But they've got little bubbles on the bottom. Yeah. Those are, those are it. What? You have them in black? They are like black, silver, and a yellow swoosh. Oh, all right. You're going to have to show me those after. Yeah, I have to show. Um, I got some vapor maxes too. Should we talk about Ben Simmons? Ooh. I think it's finally time to have the Ben Simmons talk. It's it's Uh, about that time. Yeah. I mean, it's like, again, you know, there's – but it (laughs) – it is necessary to keep bringing up. This is really actually a, a quite interesting experiment in a couple ways for me. Okay, so the draft happens. No trade. Right. August flies by. No trade. Last week, the Inquirer, which when I was putting this together last night, and I was not of sober sound mind, I was thinking about all of the like mascots that newspapers have like times and post and inquire is the goofiest one of all because somebody started it and was just like i'm inquiring i'll be the inquirer (laughs) it just feels very pretentious although i guess saying like times is also a bit but whatever (laughs) philly inquirer um shout out to them reported that ben simmons wanted to be traded last week Mm -hmm. i'm like no he reported that himself (laughs) like for when he didn't lay that ball in against the Hawks, he reported that himself, right? That's why I'm like, no one is surprised. I, I think it's it's like I said, he's trying to break up with Philly before they break up with him. Yeah, exactly, which is a very healthy uh, defense mechanism. The report was he wanted to be traded. If he wasn't traded, then it was also suggested he was planning on sitting out 
training camp, which the internet got very upset about. I was told. I have not really been on the internet. I went on yesterday when Louisville was getting its ass beat by Ole Miss, and then I got right back off because yeah, it was you know, upsetting. Um, <laughs> but that's extremely par for the course. I don't know why people are so upset about that exactly. That's That happens in basketball time. That basically happens in any job. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to quit a job – and I have two weeks vacation. I know they don't pay out vacation. I'm going to take those two weeks vacation. You turn in your two weeks, you basically take off. You know what I mean? And mm. so if you're one out of a job, and this is where the NBA is very unique in a bad way, and they're like, well, you can't get out of your job. <laughs> now he's just kind of throwing a very expensive tantrum um, of just holding out. But Do I, you think I, it's a tantrum? I, I don't. I agree that it happens all the time. And I think we're getting a little more used to it. I don't think it's as groundbreaking or breaking news that he's doing that. Because, again, like you said, if it's a normal job and you're not happy, you're not going to give it your all. You're not going to go and put in 110%. So it's kind of like, I don't want to be there, so why would I go? Like, just let me know when I'm out. And it makes sense. Um, but he is putting up a fight, I guess. He's going against but, his contract. No, that's, that's fair, yeah. Um, which is just weird because, like, those these contracts, you know, you and I have talked about this all the time, they go both ways. And so it, it is mm-hmm. interesting how the players are painted when they do something. Um, it's awful. It's the worst thing in the world. But, like, he could really want to be in Philly and they still trade him. And that's – there's also, like, a lot yeah. has happened to him as a person. Um the press conference after the playoffs where a reporter asked Doc if Ben was the future point guard for the team or whatever the question was, and he's like, I don't know right now. I don't know the answer to that right now. And it's crushing. even though it's crushing, and Embiid recently he got on Twitter and he was saying that, you know, the media makes up a bunch of stuff, which is true, and that he has always loved playing with Ben you know, also there's, you know, mm. come on, dude. Like, you've mm. also participated in this fair criticism of him, but yeah, it's not it's not as black and white. It's interesting the mess that is created by coaches and players when they want another player out. Mm-hmm. Or the entire team situation. Let's just say it was even Ben who started it. And then as retaliation, their frustration, they're like, wow, I can't deal with this guy, you know, I'm going to give little comments to the media, I'm going to leak something, I'm just going to tweet a caption that, you know, sounds like it's talking about him. The mess that has to be cleaned up is not even a mess for the player to clean up. It's a mess for the GM to clean up. Yeah. Yeah. So you're making it harder on your GM to trade this person who everybody I think everybody in this situation would love to move on. Mm -hmm. But now it's harder because his value has been. I mean, let's assess him. He's 25. Indisputably a great passer. Mm -hmm. Great passer, great playmaker, great defender. um, But there's always been the shooting. Always the shooting. And I I just have a question for you. Like, where do you want to see him end up? slash where do you think he will end up because the playoffs everybody saw that so it's kind of like 
you're not like people know what they're gonna get now you can't really like trick them into <laughs> thinking they might be a different player like on the biggest stage and under the brightest lights he showed who he really is and now nobody's really coming to knock on the door to to accept a trade so where does he go like if i feel like it has to be a bad team that just needs someone i, I feel like that's right but or or a place where the coach is confident enough in their ability to put some confidence in him. Mm-hmm. I think it, it that's what's so hard for me is, yes, everybody saw that playoffs and it increasingly got worse. And this happens in outside of basketball as well when there's a bad situation and the pressure is building slowly mm-hmm. for that situation to get better. Why doesn't Ben just take charge? Why doesn't he take initiative? And it's slowly more and more becoming about him, even if he was always the key to that team being more successful. It is slowly people are zoning in on like, well, he's got to be great for the team to even have a chance. It puts so much pressure on this person who's already not going the right direction. Yeah. So then the end result looks horrible. And it did. It was really bad. It was like shockingly bad. I don't think I, the bewilderment I felt watching that last game will stay with me. But what I hate about that is that if you put all of the drives and passes in his career in a bag and shake it and pick them out, there's a great, great, great chance that the plays you pull out are going to show so much initiative, so much, I guess for lack of a better word, drive, that I don't think, like it's there in other parts of his game, Mm -hmm. but it definitely at the end was not there overall. And I just feel like that's a symptom of something bigger. I don't think that that's he's never going to be able to do it. Now with the outside shooting, I don't know. Like I just don't know. I don't know if that's a thing where the organization was pressuring him and we never saw it. I'm always inclined to sympathize with people over companies or organizations yeah, or whatever. So maybe it was truly a thing where he was being pressured in a weird way or he felt like he was being talked to like a child. Like I don't know what it was. Um, but the environment obviously is not good for him. Mm-hmm. And so let's say that he does get out. Where would I like to see him? Just somewhere that's nice to him. <laughs> you know what I think his perfect fit is? Somewhere that's fucking nice to him. God. I have seen Portland a lot. I think that's interesting. But I don't want to pay attention to Portland that much. I <laughs> I hate their organization right now. Yeah. I have seen that one a lot. That That's fascinating. But then I think in the Inquirer report, he said that his preference was he wanted to go to one of the California teams. I think he said all of them he was open to, which is like if he's open to the Kings, like, yeah, that's if you're hey, trying the to leave want them. The dysfunction behind. It's like what's yeah. better, being dysfunctional or being wanted? Or Ooh. being dysfunctional and being wanted? or being operating well, but not being wanted. Although the, it's not like the Sixers are the latter example in this. They're not operating well. I know. I, and just going off of what you said, like who's to say that he goes to another organization and he thrives? Like, and we look back on this and we're like, oh, wow, it was really like Philly was the problem. And he I got out of there. I think the pop test a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. This doesn't apply so much anymore. But it used to be like if a player went to Spurs, if he played under Pop, he had the best years of his career. Mm-hmm. 
for role players. And I'm not, I don't want to like put him into that, but to build up the basics again. Yeah. Something like the legend of going to like 2010s, you know, Spurs. Like, yeah, he would, that that's where somewhere I'd want to see him. I've actually said that about a lot of my players, my favorite players who just had never really got quite the right shot or who their skills. Like I always, always, always thought it was so weird that a team didn't take advantage of Gorgie Jang shooting threes like he did with the Wolves. Yeah. At one point in time, he was their best three-point shooter and for an extended length of time. And it was always him and Kat. Mm-hmm. Two fucking big. You wow. know what I mean? Yeah. And <laughs> you know how Gor- like Gorgie's stature is like not, it's not what you think of for the um, typical like, you know, unicorn can shoot, but is big. Like he's not flexible, <laughs> you know, but I've always, that's, he was always a guy who was like, why didn't he just end up in San Antonio? Of course, then he did, but that was short lived. But anyway, yeah, there's a lot of players who, when I think of them and I think of all of their potential being used appropriately, there were a number of places I'd want to put them. Funny enough, Boston used to be one of those. But the reason I said Boston does not is not there anymore. He is there, (laughs) but he's in a suit now. Well, I guess he wore suits. Brad wore suits on the sideline before. But anyway, now he's like in a suit and he's not sweating. (laughs) He's uh, making decisions. Oh, Brad. Where do you think would be a good place for him? I mean, I, I was just having this conversation over the weekend. I, I the Spurs did come into come into my mind, but he did say he wants to go to Cali. I mean, the Warriors have already said we're gonna pass. We're gonna pass on this. Did they? Thank you. Yeah, remember when they tried to basically offer everything and trying to take a lot from the Warriors for a trade from Ben Simmons. And they were like, um, no, thanks. Like, we have shooters. We won't need him to shoot, but we're going to we're good over here. Like, that was probably the turning point for <laughs> Ben Simmons, too, because he was like, wait, what? Get me out of here. Know if, I don't know if Ben and Draymond is a good idea. Right. I don't and- think I could see Draymond just going off on Ben. Yeah, exactly. For not shooting or not doing something right. And they're both like passing first. I don't know. I I don't think that's a good mix. If Ben Simmons wants to go be the superstar, go to Sacramento. You're going to hate your life because Sacramento is probably not where you want to be. But if you want to be the star, if you want to be like new, new life, go to Sacramento. You're still going to say about Sacramento's defense right now. Go for it. One time I was driving through there and we stopped and I had a really, really good slushie. <laughs> They're probably the best slushie of my whole life. And that's what I'll say. <laughs> Just in their defense. Oh, the Sacramento cut- slushies. <laughs> <laughs> Just caught one from you. Um, I don't <sighs> think that he should be the star, though. I think he should really. That's the other um, thing that, okay. that tends to uh, help these situations is like. Literally, go try to be the best fourth guy you can be Hmm. and rebuild your career from there. Now, would it be nice to do it in a place where no expectations like Sacramento? Yes. Would it be nice to do it somewhere where there is what is I perceive as good leadership, like in Golden State under someone like Steph Curry? Yes, that would be nice. L.A. would be a disaster. Please don't go anywhere near L.A. 
That's because what I'm saying. Like, the Clippers? Like, like, it's just yikes. not healthy. Like, neither of them are... No, those are not friend groups. If NBA teams were friend groups, I would not want to be with either LA team. Wow. Dysfunctional. I think the, Lake, the Lakers friend group right now is is pretty great. The Lakers, it's not that I don't want to be friends with the players, although I oh, also okay. don't think I want that. It's more like the energy <laughs> of the team Got it. is Got it. the energy of the friend group. Like the Lakers are the friend group that you only ever see when you're going out and it's like 1.30 and they're yeah. at, oh, what's that? What's that really bad club? One Oak. They're at One Oak. They're like, we're at Bootsies. We've got bottle service. And then you have to go for it. You go in the line. You have to tell the guy, you know, the person. The person comes out. They can't hear you on the phone. They're drunk. They're yelling. They're not sure what you're saying. Oh, Finally, they get I'm your text. There's no service. Listening to this. You've been standing out there the whole time. The people in line next to you, like, they're like, can we go in with you? And you're like, I don't even know how many people I can get in. The communication's been bad. You go to the table. They're kicked out of the table. You know, it's just like, it's a, it's, that's the friend group. Things are high stakes, but Mm -hmm. scattered. Mm -hmm. It's just all over the place. When I was 23, that was the friend group I wanted. Not anymore. To supplement my other friend groups. But that, yeah, not anymore. That's the Lakers. I don't think that that's a good situation for Ben. What Ben no, needs is he needs someone who's going to go on camping trips and, you know, to like go get IPA. He needs Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> okay. He needs to go get IPAs go. with he needs the to guys. Go on vacation. Maybe he yeah. needs to go to Toronto. Hmm. Actually, that's not too bad. No, actually not have, at all. They don't have Lowry anymore. Toronto is also one of the places where people go and generally become happier. Like players. I mean, Canada's great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you can you can firsthand endorse. Firsthand endorse Canada. It is what they say. The people are so nice and it's Kind of unbelievable how nice they are. So I'm sure that that's Ben Simmons just walking around getting nice things said to him all the time. I'm sure he he'd love that and he needs that. Um, speaking of Canada, we're gonna play a game called "Did Drake Rap About This NBA Thing?" Ooh. But we're gonna take a quick break first. So after the break, misogyny. <laughs> we're gonna play a game called "Did Drake Make a Song About This?" Okay, Um, just tell me real or fake. If you'd like to, like, let's do like a spelling bee. So if you need any additional context, just, no, you don't have to spell anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, please, (laughs) don't make me spell anything. (laughs) Flashbacks to that spelling episode. (laughs) Spell certified. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Okay. So, real or fake, Harry gave me this list. I think I'm going to put sprinkle in some of my own. Okay. Did he, Drake, from Canada, ever rap about Scotty Pippen? Yes. Yeah, he did. Um, This is, I mean, I think he has multiple times. I think that Harry's list is just from 
CLB, Certified Lover Boy, which is the oh. funniest name. Yeah, but right? this is uh, real. And it's a line about being in and out of arenas, like I'm Scottie Pippen. Okay. I mean, you play basketball, yeah. You got him there. <laughs> so is that like supposed to have a deeper meaning? No, I think he just has a list of players and he tries to fit them in. He said, well, did you see that this one person tweeted, I can't wait until Drake tries to fit Giannis. And then he commented back. He's like, that's the only reason I put him in the lyrics. Yeah. No. And and it was so funny, too, because whoever posted that, they were having like people were putting examples in the comments. And I'm sure Drake went through those. But what did he say? Like, keep it a buck like Antetokounmpo. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. That was actually mm. another one on here. Yes. Double points. Uh, winning. That was one of Drake's songs that um, he mentions a time in. So that was like he continued that on this album. Oh, 7 a.m. Yeah. on Bridal Path. Don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, just it could be simpler. Um, okay. <laughs> Did he mention... Steve Kerr. No. You're right. No, he didn't. Yes. I, I, There were a bunch of things flying through my mind that I was like, you could make up a line about like. Actually, I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, because I didn't bring it up for a <laughs> reason. Like, and so I'm not going right to. No, I'm not. I was literally I was going to. But no, I'm not going to. <laughs> Did you ever do that in college? No. Like with your friends? No, because right. I'm so bad. I'm so, so no, bad. No, none of it was good. It was always really bad. <laughs> it was almost like the circle of trust was that you all, no one could ever talk about the fact that you did it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. My friend Kayla was actually pretty good at it. She's a DJ now. So. Oh, makes sense. The origin story of DJ Slim Thick. <laughs> that she used to do freestyles in college. Um, okay, how about... LeBron's high school. Ooh. I'm going to say yes, because Drake is such a huge fan of LeBron and kind of a groupie. Yes, and it is it is real. Yes. I'm going to follow that up with Sierra Canyon, another high school, mm. where he has been seen to be watching games courtside. When he was really there for the player's mom. He was dating a player's mother, yes. Yeah, which is fine. She's gorgeous. Um, Sierra Canyon. I'm going to go with no. Er, He did. Dang it. The line is Sierra Canyon parking lot looking like Magic City parking lot. Okay. Which is a strip club, yes. Yeah, it's it's kids. Come on. Um. Yeah, I think he's referring to the parents. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would be is. pretty weird if Drake was like <laughs> just still referring to kids. I, <laughs> Although he is kind of fucking creepy. Millie Bobby Brown thing, like texting her, and she's just a teenager. Mm, I do remember that. I'm not yeah. a fan of it. Yeah. Okay. How about Oak Hill Academy? Another 
Uh, high school. I'm going to go yes here, especially since Katie is such a fan of Drizzy. Right. Despite Academy feeling like it would be a great setup for things to rhyme with, it's this is not. This did not happen. Oh, dang it. Okay. How about Sue Bird? Sue Bird. Shout out to the women. He rhyme about Sue Bird. Um, I'm gonna go no. No, he didn't, and that tells you everything you need to exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I would have that would have been everywhere yeah. if he actually paid attention to women's basketball. He has worn the orange hoodie, but he needs to go to a game. He needs to go to a game. How about um, Shakari Richardson? Ooh. He likes to be of the moment. Um, I'm going to go with yes here. Yeah, you haven't heard this one? No, I haven't. He says, and I'm like Shakari, smoke him on and off the track. <laughs> Which I think is actually really good. Ah, <sighs> yeah. Drake. Overall, for his my takeaway was like I was. I listened to this. Me and Sean listened to this at his place, and we were just like every couple lines, we would groan mm-hmm. because of something that was just so bad. Mm-hmm. But after that one, we were both like, eh. <laughs> that was like uh, uh, that was pretty good. Can't yeah. knock him. No, I, I mean, always. I- I, I I always listen to Drake's new album like all the way through right when it comes out and I never like it right away. So I have to give it a couple more listens to even figure out like what's my favorite song. And I, it's just a tradition. I'm always like, eh. And then I'm singing it for the rest of the summer and the rest of the I've been singing I'm Too Sexy like all day <laughs> the last three days. And I laughed when that sample Came out. I know. Happened. It's getting um, Yeah. So anyway, you have won the game with flying colors. Yes. You got seven out of seven correct. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I'll take it. I like to. I'm a winner. I like to win. I had to redeem myself. What, what was the last game we played? I did terrible. Anyway, that's our show. That's our show. That's our show. I, I'm happy to be back on American soil. Um, thanks for bearing with me, bearing with my voice. I feel like it came back a little bit halfway through, but yeah, it sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but please leave us your favorite certified lover boy song lyric. Tell us, um, or the one that you one. wish you'd heard. Yeah. Yes. The one that you wish you heard. Feel free to freestyle on our voicemail. We would love that. And give you a platform to play. Oh, wow. That would be great. That would be great, right? Freestyle Drake-style rapping. You know what else you should do, Jordan, is now you should do cameos. And somebody should, because I was like thinking, I'm going to send you my soccer clip. And you can do play-by-play voiceovers for the video. Oh, my gosh. Start a little side business. That would be fun, actually. (laughs) Somebody sends me their LA Fitness, like, mixtape. 
and I do play we should by just play go for set it. up places and you should just start play by play and I'll be like your <laughs> I'll be the guy I'll be like security just holding the people back like sorry <laughs> she can't right now that, you know how many people would love that especially at great. LA Fitness that would be okay okay put that in my back pocket I have nothing um, to do this week if you actually want to do that. <laughs> I actually signed up for another women's league. I like re-fell in love with basketball over this week. To play in? Really nice. Yeah, to play in. Oh, wow. When are you playing? So it'll start in October. And I just said I was like retired, but I like What part of town? I miss it. In we the valley. The downtown girls close. basketball episode. Now you can't retire. I know. I can't. Which has been so cute. Everyone's been so nice about that episode. And I got this email from um, this guy who we used to work with um, when The Ringer was under Spotify who listens to the pod and he's a soccer fan. He's great. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out Steve. And he was saying that he wishes that he had a soccer one. And I was like, whoa, I wish that there was that as well. Not oh for me. Gosh, for the guy I fucking it. worked this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys haven't seen that clip of Haley, Google it. It's really good. I'm not, I'm gonna say this once. That wasn't the only one either. However, Ooh. he also he did nutmeg me though, so I didn't share any of the other videos because I was like, of I course. can't get, I can't lead people to finding. Yeah, no. I'm not gonna set myself up. Correct. To be discovered. Yeah. Yes. No, that's but, that's the right move. That's right. Yeah. Move. Thank you. But anyway, yes, Steve was saying he also wishes that existed for soccer and i think i'm gonna join a soccer league again <gasps> do it yeah because it's just it's, i miss it as well and when i was playing the other day it is just a great like release of everything i almost said mm-hmm. energy release but that's not really it like yes you're working out but you're it's just nice to be like doing something and having fun but there's no stakes and you don't have to think about climate change for like 45 minutes <laughs> And that's why we play sports. <laughs> and that's why we play the giant NBA. Signal. Yeah. And that's why we play. This so is why we play. Change for 30 seconds. <laughs> anyway, give us a call. Leave. You can freestyle. You can tell me that you're going to send me a clip so I can do play by play. You can also just say how great Haley is at soccer. All are welcome. 502 502- 874-4453 or send us an email at spinsters at bluewirepods.com to be featured on the show. Spinsters is hosted by me, Haley O'Shaughnessy, and Jordan Liggins. This episode was produced by Jordan, Isabel Jocelyn, Harry Krinsky, and Alex Ward. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me. Hey, Haley and Jordan. This is Chris from D.C. First time caller, long time listener. Uh, anyway, if, if having even a single rotation wing on your roster is the NBA's current zig, I just absolutely love the Cavs' zag of acquiring as many seven-ish footers as possible. I also don't see any other final form of this that doesn't end with Ben Simmons somewhere on the roster, and I can't wait to call back when this all happens and the Cavs inevitably storm into the play-in with the tallest rotation in league history. Love the show. Keep up the awesome work and go Cavs.